This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Alec Penix seeks to help people not only look their best, but also feel their best by adopting a healthy lifestyle. Alec believes that spiritual development is a critical element of the physical transformation process because spirituality, as defined by each individual's personal beliefs, aids in overcoming internal roadblocks. He approaches training by focusing on the interior first and addressing individual client needs to aid them in transforming their bodies and achieving healthier lives. Valeria Tellez interviews Alec Penix, the author of Seven Sundays, a faith, fitness, and food plan for lasting spiritual and physical change. After graduating from the University of Kentucky with a degree in dietetics, NASM certified trainer Alec Penix sought to accomplish his goal of becoming a celebrity trainer in Los Angeles, California. In 2010, he met fitness expert Eric the Trainer, who showed him the ins and outs of training Hollywood's top celebrities. Penick's first book, Seven Sundays, Howard Books, a division of Simon & Schuster, is a devotional that takes you on a journey of both spiritual and physical fulfillment. Because of Alex's vast knowledge of physical training, he is in high demand by all those who wish to undergo a physical transformation. Alex serves clients with every body type, wildly differing lifestyles, and of all ages. He's trained hometown heroes at the Sheriff's Department and taken on entire companies as corporate clients. Alec advocates an active lifestyle and competes in charity football games, such as the Celebrity Sweat Flag Football Challenge, which benefits the troops. His numerous television appearances include Good Morning America, Fox and Friends, The Doctors, Inside Edition, Home and Family, and Access Hollywood. Alec has also appeared in many publications including GQ, People, Wingman Magazine, Miami Living, and Muscle and Fitness. He is also an accomplished speaker who has appeared on many popular podcasts and leading conventions. Meet Alec at alecpenix.com. Here is the interview with Alec Penix. In your own words, who is Alec Penix? Uh, he is a, I think, uh, first and foremost, uh, he is a, a kind person and he, uh, is now a, uh, uh he, he is a fiance, um, and future, you know, future husband, hopefully father as well. And, but, uh, I, I would consider myself in spiritual terms, I would consider myself a, a spiritual warrior, uh, in a, in, sen in a sense, uh, someone on the front lines, um, 
and not not afraid to to go to battle and and uh almost in a way uh i, I get pleasure from it um rise rise to the occasion when uh i really put myself out there and feel like i'm uh contributing to the world in a positive way uh, so yeah i think spiritual war- warrior is sort of how i kind of uh, i've was bit, kind of given that term by my friends and my my family so uh, i kind of just ran with it So I stay with that topic specifically your book you talk about faith. So guess I have to ask you this second question. What is spirituality to you? What is to be spiritual? I think yeah, this this is a really uh beautiful question. Um you know, this spirituality I think has changed for me uh, over over the years uh um it, it, it sort of transformed. It was, it was originally when I kind of, when I wrote the book, I was going through a, uh, quite the religious phase in my life. So spirituality then was more focused on, on God and, and, you know, sort of walking that path. And now, you know, I, I would say that it really has changed a lot for me in terms, I think, I think spirituality is, 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 uh, realizing that God is in us and God is us and in each individual person. And, and, um, it, it comes to a point where understanding that is self-empowerment and, and knowing that you have the power to sort of, uh, you know, create your own path and your own journey and believe in the own, your own calling. Uh, and, uh, that, that, that thing that is in you and is in all of us, Uh, so that has really transformed in terms of my perception of it and knowing that, you know, we embody these, these physical bodies here and we're, that we're just kind of going through a, I like to call it a pilgrimage. Uh, we're just, we're just spending time here in this, in this world and, but our spirits will last forever and they will continue to probably in, in, in my idea would probably, um, be in another vessel soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we understanding that distinction that we are physical, but we, uh, that we are, uh, the, I what was, the, how's the f- expression go that we are physical beings having, uh, or we are spiritual beings having a physical experience is, is sort of the way I look at it. Why do you think so many of us believe in a personal God and somebody or an entity out there looking out for us and uh, taking responsibility for everything we do? Um, I, yeah, I think it for, I think the, the main reason is, is that it gives us sort of like a, a moral code to, to live by. I think that was sort of an evolutionary trait for it. You know, it's why we needed sort of the, to be, become more civilized as, as a human, human species. But as we evolved, you know, I think that has, you know, we are in the age of enlightenment. I, so I think that there is definitely more to spirituality than just this outside entity. Like I said, I think it, 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 it embodies um, all of us. Um, I think it gives us a sense of security and comfort knowing, uh, in, in having faith in something outside of us that is looking out for us and that loves us. And I think, um, a lot of times that it gives people, um, also a sense of, of loving and, and, and belonging. Uh, and I think a lot of people need that. It, it is very, um, destructive and, and can blow up someone's identity to believe that they, that this entity is somehow empowered in you and that you are it. And I think that a lot of people can't handle that. Uh, and it, and they don't, I don't know if they really necessarily feel like they want that type of responsibility either. So 
I, you know, I think that uh, having that outside entities got in, kind of got in your life is in a, in a sense, it, it's like I said, it is, there's a, it's a security that I think we all kind of need. I love your wisdom, Alec. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been a journey for me. You know, it's, I'm, I'm a seeker. Um, um, I don't know if it's, um, you know, I, I don't know if you read anything about me, but uh, you know, I've been di Well, I was a younger age. I was, I, they diagnosed me with ADHD and they, you know, um, that has a tendency to, uh, be, uh, ADHD people who are diagnosed with that have a tendency to be novelty seekers. And so you're constantly seeking new things, new ideas, new, because you need sort of that reward system because of how the brain is sort of wired up. So school for me was never, uh, something that was something I thrived at because I was, I was always thinking about, I was daydreaming, thinking about life, thinking about things, other things. And I, 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 I wasn't very, it didn't work well within the confines of the school. So now I'm out in the real world. And, and I think through over the years of constantly seeking and find, trying to find the truth, um, it has really given me a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of understanding of, of, I think my, 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 of me and in the life. So have you found your purpose? And if you did, when did you know that you had found it? That was, I would, I would say I would, I've now really come to may, may sound crazy, but, um, if you look at my resume, I've been training since college or yeah, since yeah, college. And that's, that's almost, I've almost been training for 15 years. I'm still quite young. I mean, I like to think I'm quite young. I'm still 33 years old. Okay. And to have that type of experience already in one field, I think it's quite unique uh, at such a young age. Um, but saying that, I wouldn't necessarily think that I would really have found, like, truly felt like I uh, embodied my purpose until just probably recently, you know, within the last year, like where, where family, friends, uh, career, um, and, and all like your health, um, your spirituality sort of all comes into alignment in one direction and one focus. And I think that like with my, I think that I have actually really, uh, finally accepted the fact that this is who I am. I am, I am a, tr like I'm a, I'm a trainer, but I'm, I'm all these other things, but how I somehow my career is actually uh, connected to the way I contribute to the world and the way that I serve to the world. It's a very, there's I, I, Chinese proverbs, there's like Chinese, like they have a uh, term for this and I can't remember what it is, but when all like your career and your contribution and your purpose kind of all in line together to, for one cause. And and for that, I'm very, uh, very grateful. But I have to say though, that I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, uh, maybe it was just ego that I really didn't embrace it. This is, I felt like this was going to be something I did for the rest of my life. And even writing this book, I was like, maybe I should be an author or maybe I should do a podcast or maybe I should do this. And uh, yeah, maybe I can do those things, but really what I feel like, uh, it, it, for, for me to be empowered is to really phone, uh, hone in my artistry as a trainer. And, and from then I think I can attract all these different things rather than trying to be this, trying to be that really focusing on this one thing and really like being great at it. Uh, I, I think that's something that I've really come into and it, it it's quite amazing. The type of, uh, just the emotion and the type of like 
spiritual power that you get from that. You talk about age briefly, and I have a question for you. What is old? What is the definition of old? Uh, you know, I, I that's a good question. I, I think old is somebody that doesn't live, someone that's not living with purpose and someone that, that doesn't wake up in the morning and have a, an excitement for life. And it's just like sort of someone that that exists. I mean, you know, they, they have all these terms now that, that – um, uh, 40s that is the new 30, you know, like it, it's constantly going back a decade, you know, people are getting younger physically. We, you know, we're finding more about the body and more about medicine and more about nutrition and all these things. And if you, if you really buy into those things, you can see your, your, your health really transform. But I don't think it's just about health. I think it's it's more about emotional and spiritual health as well. And I think all those things have to, you know, body, mind, and spirit. It's one of the things that I live by and really understanding how those all those things in alignment is really ultimately somebody that is uh, – I mean, it's they're ageless. Like they mm -hmm. continue to, to thrive because they, they, they have purpose in life. And I think that keeps us young. I do have some more questions for you. Lots of questions related to your book. It's titled Seven Sundays. I love that this title for some reason. A faith, fitness, and food plan for lasting spiritual and physical change. But before I ask you those questions, let me ask you another basic one. Do you connect wellness to well-being? Yeah, those are those are synonymous terms in, in my in my eyes. I think that um wellness well-being it's it's sort of the new it's the new uh coined idea uh in especially in my industry you know i've i even as, as me being in it for about 15 years i've really seen a transformation in the industry in terms of just like uh sort of like this physique like eating egg whites and drinking protein shakes idea to now like learning more about the, you know, actually eating whole eggs and eating fats and, you know, eating, eating like uh, whole food and how, you know, how that transformation is actually coming and understanding like organic food and, and how, th how things are processed. And, and just now how we're in an age of enlightenment and we're seeking out spirituality and, and seeing a, the connection between all these different things. And I think that, that this is the new way this is. And then, and then we're actually now just tapping into it and understanding really what these things are. And I think well-being and wellness can mean it's individual pursuit and, and understanding and journey. I connect this idea of well-being, wellness, holistic living to love itself mm -hmm. and more precisely to unconditional self-love or self-love. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in unconditional self-love? I do. I, I do. And I think that it, it is a term that um, an idea that that I guess thrown thrown out a lot or thrown thrown around a lot. And I think we got to realize, kind of like understand, dive deeper into that. And what does it mean to be unconditionally love, lo loving to ourselves? And I think that, you know, there, there's an idea that like unconditional love means, uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but um, where we just, we, I guess sometimes we may let ourselves off the hook at times. And I think that there needs to be like, like if you were having your own kids, like how would you love on them? There would be, have to be some type of tough love too. Right. And I think that can fall under unconditional love because 
I think a part of what we've been talking about in this podcast so far is about like purpose. And in order to pursue something, there, there, there is going to be some, some obstacle in in your tracks. There's going to be some uh, in um, tribulations and suffering. And, and I think that, you know, unconditional love is making that commitment to yourself, making that commitment to the journey and regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how difficult it may be, you know, and I, I think unconditional love can, it can be um, misinterpreted at as times as just like allowing yourself to be, you know, kind of like going in the wind and, 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 but, but you have to, I think you look at yourself in the mirror and saying, are you happy with the person you're becoming? And, you know, and sometimes you have to dig deep and face yourself and, and tell yourself the truth. And I think that's very difficult for some people. We have been through a lot of change lately. So at this time, what do you think is the world's greatest need? I, I well, I think that, uh, love is in connection is definitely one of them. I think that, um, we as being in this pandemic has really like show people that they, we need social interaction. We need connection. We need people in our lives, like, because it has forced us to, to sort of, um, seclude ourselves to, you know, so that, you know, that we don't continue to spread the virus. But, um, I, I think that, you know, in this time, um, as well, it, um, what we need is awareness. And I think that's what we're getting. And that's why it was creating a lot of this chaos. And I'm a believer in, in transformation and meta having a metamorphosis and as a, as a, as a total, as a society, as a, as a global idea. And I think that whenever you go through a time like this, um, it, when, whenever you're going through a time of chaos, it needs it to happen. It's actually part of the bigger plan for for transformation, for uh, spiritual evolution, and for uh, mental evolution. And like this is a part. I, to me, I think this is a part of the process for for our own transformation. And I think that a lot of people, when when you look at it, like oh, how the world is so bad. Like there's so much hatred. There's so much like there's so much corruption and all these different things. Yeah, I mean that's. But but now we're being able to see it. Now we're aware of it. Now we, because of that, we're aware of it. It's creating this chaos, but it's necessary for our growth. Do you, in a way, order the process of transformation into change and then shift and then finally transformation? Not exactly in this order. Well, I. I... I think that the the transformation is is, is ongoing. I, I think that we have uh, we really have we and I think especially with our goal type mentality, especially in in Western society, is that we are always coming up with these different goals and we're always looking to get to that destination. And the destination is doesn't exist. Like the only thing that exists is the journey. You know, and, and understanding that you're in this thing, you're in this thing forever, and that that the transformation is a, is a is a process, and, it, and it's a constant, ongoing thing. What is freedom to you? What is the meaning of freedom? It, it, it's an individual idea. Uh, yeah, you know, I I don't think it really necessarily has to do with money. Um, I think it, the idea of, of this that you are. <laughs> You are God, you know, in a lot of ways that 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 spirit resides in you in that all the conditioning of your your younger age, all the trauma that you've gone through, all the negative thinking um, 
the self-doubt, all those things aren't who you really are. And I think once you start building and start tapping into that, that those unconscious belief systems, um, and, and start rewiring, um, your, yourself, I think that you start breaking free and, and you liberate yourself from these ideas. And the more you do that, the less fear you live in and the less fear you live in, the more freedom you have. What is your understanding and idea of peace? I think it really is sort of the the question you to me the question you asked about uh, before to now it's like peace is sort of this idea of freedom and in, in, in this in this uh, in this self um, not just self awareness but the self empowerment this this uh, understanding the self resourcefulness uh, knowing that you have everything in you to achieve and be in in love and to contribute as much as you want. And I think once you realize that you ha have that within you and start working through some of these things that there's no, there's no better, there's, there's, you know, you can't get to peace without actually encountering suffering. Uh, and I think that's the biggest misunderstanding. You have to go through things. You have to get on the other side of things to order to, to really be at peace with yourself. I love that you work in this area of um, fitness dealing with the body and getting shape and all, but you bring all this amazing and true wisdom uh, from my perspective. How did you become a writer? It, uh, it, it was something that life just kind of, it, where it just happened. Um, being in Hollywood and, and being around, like uh, some of the, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate in terms of who I'm around. And I, I have, I think it gives me um, the opportunity to have um, opportunities, uh, that maybe, uh, other people may not have, or may be harder to come by. So the fact that I'm able to build relationships with powerful people that I mean, powerful meaning in the industry, it gives me an advantage in a lot of ways. And I think the unique thing about training is that you do, okay, you have this one-on-one, -on -one, you build this intimate relationship with people and they, they begin to connect, you begin to connect with them. And, and I think that's definitely one of my strengths is the ability to connect and, and to make people feel comfortable around me. They can not, they're not just there to train with me, but they're there to, 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 to have a relationship and to have connection and to, to get, um, away from their, their stressful lives and, and be able to move their body in a, in a powerful way and, and sort of work on this body, mind and spirit connection. And there was a specific client that I was training, uh, and that we really developed a, a, a unique relationship with. And he was a, a, uh, um, he's a publicist out here in LA and he's been a publicist out here for, for a really, really long time. Uh, and, and I, I sort of, you know, I helped him through, I, I was sort of like, not just his, uh, his trainer, but his sort of his spiritual mentor as well. And, you know, he had a lot of things that he was dealing with a lot of trauma, um, especially living out here in Hollywood. It, it's, it's not a place to really develop. I mean, I have great relationships and I'm very lucky for that, but it's really hard, especially when you're in Hollywood to find people that you trust and that love you for you and that don't have any, any ulterior motives. But, you know, through, through time, he, he really, he's the one that kind of gave me the idea. He's like, Dude, I really love your story. I think that you have something, uh, this idea about spirituality and, and, and fitness and how those things can merge into one. And so we just kind of, uh, that, that idea just sort of cultivated into a bigger, bigger idea. And, and that was, you know, writing a book and, 
uh, you know, he had the relationships. I had the, I had sort of the, 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 uh, the essence of it, I, I was it. And, and it really just, I got lucky. Like I really did get lucky at the end of the day. I, you know, he connected me with the right people and those people liked me. And then, you know, those people connected me with the book pup, you know, with Simon and Schuster. And then there, there, I had a book deal. First time author didn't have really much of a following on Instagram or, or really much of anything other than the fact that like, I was just this guy who had this idea about this creating this this devotional and 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 to see you know give it to the world and and i from then you know i found myself <laughs> writing this book and uh and then launching it it was just sort of surreal how it all kind of came came uh together uh but that was really how i became an author it wasn't some idea that i planned on doing yeah i maybe had in the back of my mind i was like oh writing a book would be kind of cool um but never really did think it would actually exist uh, so quickly, I guess. Did you set an intention while writing the book? Um, yeah, I mean, in, in, the intention was to deliver something that was something that I feel like people could it could help people and, and, and give people a little bit more insight on on this idea of the body of the spirit and of the mind and how all these things can kind of work together and how to developing healthy habits could could manifest into something that would create sort of uh i wouldn't even say happiness but just sort of a more meaningful life and you know and and with that intention you you can create something that's beautiful I'm also wondering if most of your clients in the past and now are open to the spiritual component that you bring in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's hit or miss. I mean, I, I think it it all depends on uh, where the individuals at. I mean, I I'm less religious now than I. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call myself religious at all, actually. Um, and that can be, that was one of the unique thing, things. And one of the things that I battled with a lot when it came, when it comes to the now with this book and, and, and still promoting it is the fact that like, you know, it talks about these, these, these ideas, the, the biblical ideas. And I still think that there's really great things like foundational things in the Bible that can teach anyone. It doesn't have, you don't have to be religious to be, to read it or to be follow some things in it. But, um, I think that now it's like, I, I don't, I'm not that per same person. And that's the thing about constantly growing, evolving. Mm, it's yeah. like, you have a heart, you know, like, ah, I still think that people can get something <laughs> out of this, but I'm not that guy, you know, I'm not so much <laughs> about this religious guy anymore. So yeah. I think maybe the religious thing, especially out here in Hollywood, it's very liberal. It's very new age, uh, ideas. And, and I think that, um, just where I am now personally, sort of you are what you attract or you attract what you are. And I am attracting those people, different people now. And, and so, but, but I just, I use different terminology. I use a different way of connecting. I it just, it's just a, those things are just evolving with me. That was a long way of answering your question, but yes, I, I think that there are people open it, but I, it just really just depends on the individual. I love the way you embrace the fact that you have been changing, growing and in constant transformation. That is very um, unique because a lot of times we'll have to let go of the old 
And that for most people, it's really, really scary to change mm-hmm. opinions, say one thing one day and then the next day, you oh, wait a minute, I, you know, I changed. Now I think differently. So it takes a lot of courage and I admire that. Yeah. Beautiful message. Yeah, I think uh, to to go off of that real quick, I, I yeah. think that uh, it, it last year I went through a really difficult time uh, in terms of uh, right when I was done with all the press of the book and things, my life was kind of like slowing down a little bit. It life just kind of hit me, you know. I was going through a lot of different changes. I was, uh, you know, <clears throat> I. I was questioning my faith, I guess. I was seeking, I was meeting different people that were opening me up to different ideas in different ways that were challenging me. And I'm, I'm very open-minded and I want to, like I like we've talked about, I like to grow. And I also was going through a trans, uh, change in my personal life with meeting the my fiance, the love of my life and becoming, getting so, so much identity tied up in women. Now that being blown up and knowing I have to, for me, I, I have to commit to this person and I have to love this person and I have to grow with this person. That was a huge boom, like identity shake up as well. And I went through some struggles. Like, so I was where I identified so much of my, of my beliefs in, into faith those were shifting and and then also had some personal things shifting and my like I had career doubts and all these things were happening. I, I went through some wacky stuff, some, some, uh, some panic attacks, things I've never dealt with before, some emotional things. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't even really know how to deal with that. And it was, it was so, I'm, I'm so grateful for it now. And I'm, you know, I'm out of it now and, and I'm stronger because of it. And, but it was because, you know, I think those are the types of things. I'm not saying that has to be that severe for people. I, I'm, I'm like an all in type of person. So I think that my transformation has happens more rapidly and it happens more intensely. But I think people are afraid of that struggle. They're, they're afraid of that transformation, that growth, because it, it doesn't always necessarily feel good initially. To, to get on the other side. And, and I, but I learned so much about myself during that process. And I'm, I, I'm, uh, I love, I guess, expressing and talking to people about it because it, it's such a big, really big, important part of my, of my life and, and who I am today. In your book, you have a phrase about, I think, self-care. It's another challenge for most people. And then we talked earlier about unconditional self-love and love and all that. But self-care, basic self-care, it seems like a, a con- it's common sense to just do it. So I'm wondering why is this is a challenge for most people? He, because uh, I think it's uh, I think one one thing it's it's um, it, it's in our culture not to like I think it's like in our culture to work ourselves to death and and to to make it and and achieve and we wear ourselves down and and we. Um, you know, don't take care of ourselves. Like we don't give ourselves the time to exercise and to eat healthy. And to, like, we don't, pri- it's so crazy to me that we don't prioritize that. So like people will go a whole day without eating and then, and then they'll go weeks without working, exercising and moving their body. And I just, I don't, I don't understand. It's crazy to me, um, that they, you know, we, we, we go through these things. And I mean, self-care means more than just eating healthy and, and, uh, and exercising, it means like, like giving yourself time to spend with those you love, giving your, yourself time just to, to read a book or to go outside and go, you know, just whatever. I, we don't, we don't prioritize that because we we're in this, this belief that 
we don't have enough time for that. There's not enough time for this or that. And, and, and we just find ourselves hustling, bustling, doing a lot of things that aren't even that important at the end of the day. And we are wearing our bodies down. We're breaking it down, eating unhealthy foods and uh, not, you know, like not moving. And we find ourselves be less effective over time. And uh, it's just one big, bad, like relationship with yourself, you know, and there's, and when you don't, when you don't like have that self-reflection and that, uh, that awareness that it can be overlooked. And, and, and then before you know it, you're, you're finding yourself in a very unhealthy place and you wonder how you got there. And you, you realize that it's been just years and years of, you know, unhealthy lifestyle. And, and I think, you know, it's like you are alive, like you exist, you know, and you deserve all the self-love and self-care in the world. Like we all do. And not one is greater than the other. We're all equal and we all deserve it. And you don't have to earn self-care. You don't have to earn it. You just are it. So it just, it's, it's a really big, it's a, you have to really, I think, work through some of these ideas, these beliefs that, um, that have been conditioned in us from, from, from day one and, you know, and look at and allow yourself, like we talked about change and allow yourself to look at things with a new perspective from a new vantage point and give yourself these times and this opportunity to, uh, take a step back and, and find out what, you know, what self-care looks like for you, what are the types of things that you would want to do and for yourself and, and make it a priority. It makes me wonder if it's possible to change our belief system before something happens, before a challenging situation just knocks on an outdoor. It's like, unfortunately, yeah, you're right. It's like, it has to be a traumatic experience before us to really make a change in our life. And that's the sad thing. You know, it's where well, there's not enough motivation in our life to, to love ourselves. That's sad. <laughs> you say we must surrender to succeed. Mm -hmm. So, but before I ask you to talk about this specific phrase, what do you meant by this? Let me ask you another question. What is success to you today? What is the meaning of success? What is to be successful? Um, I mean, I've, I've heard so many different terms of success but um this i think success is something that um where you look and look at your life and, and you can see that you're loved you have you have family and friends that love you you have um you you can have you know a, a career that you uh that you wake up and you're excited to go to you have you're, you're contributing the world in a positive way and I, th I think also with success, uh, there, there's this idea of progress and, and moving forward. And, and uh, I think that it, with how our system, our meaning, our biological system, our evolutionary biological system set up and reward system set up is that when we move forward and when we can constantly tr you know, grow in all these different areas, uh, grow to connect, grow in our careers, grow, um, you know, financially grow in all these different ways. You, you, you find, you find yourself actually living life with, with more vigor and, uh, and you, you find yourself thriving because you, your body's just set up in that way, uh, to, to do that. And, and I think that, you know, when you put all those things together, uh, success doesn't necessarily mean money for by any means. Um, but you know, success is, you know, really being able to, to construct your life in a way, understanding how you are as a person, we're somebody that needs to connect, we're someone that needs to eat healthy food and exercise and move, we're somebody that needs to, uh, to give, 
and contribute. There's someone that needs to have a career that, um, that is meaningful and that in that allows us to grow. Like it's, it's meant to be that way. Uh, however, I don't think a lot of people, uh, see it that way. Um, and especially if you're stuck, you can't imagine like, you know, putting all those things together and not saying that you have to be this well, you had to put it well balanced. You had to have it all together. No, I'm just saying like, you know, it, it's this idea of, 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 of striving to that and having those things. Do you still run the uh, teach the program? I think you call seven Sundays program and also the um, six pillars of purpose. That's something else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six. Yeah. The six pillars, uh, you know, it has three spiritual elements. Um, the idea of surrender, the idea of feeding yourself uh, the healthy spiritual diet by reading things that empower you. Like at that time, it was really about putting yourself, learning the Bible and reading the word and the word could mean like it could mean totally all these different ideas now. Uh, and, um, and then you have a giving, you know, I think giving was a part of the spiritual element as well. And, and I, and then also you have uh, exercise, diet and sleep and really the, this idea. And I think it's kind of what we're talking about with success is really about putting all these things together and being intentional about it daily. Actually, it's not something, like I said, it's a journey that, you know, it's not something that we just like, all right, I want to get, you know, it's, it's this idea of seven Sundays, but the idea of seven Sundays is to really, is to, um, create habits that will last a lifetime. You want to, you want to create a lifestyle. Right. And I think, especially in the industry that I'm in, it's about like get six minute abs, you know, and all this different I, crazy stuff. And it's not about that. It's about finding this indiv- individual approach to, to wellness and, and something that you feel like you can do for the, for a lifetime, something that you can see that you can feel empowered with. And, and I think with seven ideas behind seven Sundays is something where we're creating these habits daily and to, to make it a part of ourselves where you're excited about doing, doing them and you see the benefit of them and, and this continuing off on with, with it in as, as something that you, it just becomes a part of you. So you said we must surrender to succeed. Talk to me for a moment about this phrase. Well, I, I believe that, um, there, there are things in life that you can't control. And, and I think that when you let go of, you know, this idea of what, you know, what you resist, you persist, you let go and you allow these things. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's this idea behind, you know, meditation teaches you how to sort of surrender to life into the universe or to source or to God and start building, uh, even though I you know it's all connected, but this idea of that you are one with it, right. And you build a relationship with it, surrendering to it and allowing things to sort of come, like you said, go with the flow type of thing. The idea, you still have intention, but you, you, you can't be so wound up. And so, and so will, you know, I think it's powerful to have willpower, but you have to know, you know, you have to know when to use it. You have to know, um, to, you know, willpower can be used in, a, in the opposite way. And that is letting go, you know, in, in letting go and not be so reactionary to life and the things that happen to you. Uh, and so it's a surrender, this idea of a surrender is really about building the relationship with source and, and allowing that to cultivate in you and, and allow that to, uh, teach you, really. It sounds like wisdom to me, yeah, knowing the difference between this dance, this movement. Yes, yeah, it is a dance. You're right. I love that. It, it, it really is a dance. And I think that people, 
And I was one of these people. I want the blueprint to life to know, to be successful. And like, it doesn't work that way. Life is life. Isn't there isn't this blueprint to life. There are things that you can do to, to, to be, uh, to live a fuller life. Um, however, I think it's in, in, it's an individual thing. And I think that you learn that through, through surrender, you learn that through developing a spiritual life. And, uh, and I think that, you know, life understanding, having living in the unknown, you know, constantly and being okay in that sort of that, that unknown, which can be chaotic. You, you, you find the beauty of life. You, 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 you feel more, right. You're not, you're not just always seeking happiness and joyful and joy and bliss and all these beautiful emotions, but you're also going to feel pain and discomfort and, in um, you're going to have uh, fatigue and you you just, you just feel those things. You surrender to them. You, they don't sway you one way or another. You stay composed, you stay calm and you continue to move forward in life. And that is something that has been really hard for me to learn and develop. But it, I think that I, I'm getting better at it. Well, you're expressing yourself like, <laughs> yeah, in a very powerful way that can be felt. So, you know, yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have a few more questions for you, but before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Something to add about my book. It's just like, it's pretty practical and, and straightforward. And if it, it, you know, if you could be open to the fact uh, that, you know, you can, you can, um, the whole idea of, uh, the religious idea and see it as Jesus as source or whatever you want to call it. And really there is a lot of good things about, uh, you know, it's, it's set up in a devotional. So it goes from week, you know, day one, uh, um, all the way to seven Sundays, all the way to the end. And, uh, it, it really can, I think it's good because it can guide you day by day. And I think a lot of us who are just starting off kind of need that guidance. Um, and it can be really pro uh, powerful and I'm a firm believer in, um, incremental progress. And I think that it would do a really good job at, at taking like small steps, you know, it doesn't have to, you know, set up these huge grandiose, um, ideas and goals for yourself, even though that's important, but I think the small steps give us momentum. Uh, and so I think that it helps people who really are struggling with finding, you know, getting going and finding that momentum in the, uh, with their own personal journey. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense as patience is part of love, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything differently? No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. I, I. I. I wouldn't. I. I. Uh, one of the most powerful things that I was able to learn, actually, it wasn't. It was just for me from me seeking and, and learning, uh, was that I was able to flip the script on my past. And I think that we live, we live in a very therapy uh, orientated uh, 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 culture where we, we are define ourselves by our past. And, and once I realized that my, you know, life happens for you, not to you, that really allowed me to get change the whole perspective. And it really empowered me. What are three things about life, you know, for sure, as of now? Um, that it is uh, a beautiful place. Uh, that it's a loving place, um, but it, that it, 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 it can be difficult. You know, uh, I think I th 
it, it can be difficult. It can be, it, it definitely is a loving place, but knowing that those two things need to coexist with one another to have a fulfilling life. So it has been a wonderful conversation. Yeah, I love your wisdom. It's profound. Thank you for your presence and for sharing what do you know. Thank you for having me on. It was a beautiful experience. And I do have one more question, but this is a technical one. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.alecpenix.com. Uh, and also, I'm most active on Instagram, which is uh, uh, my handle is Alec Penix. Uh, and you can find more about me through there. And on my website, you, I have, you can, you can purchase my, uh, we have, you can funnel you to Amazon you can get my book or, um, have different forms. The hard copy has, uh, it has ebook, has everything that you would need. And, but yeah, if, uh, I'm constantly updating my, my social media and my websites, uh, for new blogs and new, uh, um, uh, products that I recommend. I update that all the time as well. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active. So if anyone wants to connect with me, you can connect to me through, through, uh, my, um, email, which is at hello at alecpenix.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, Alec, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Alec Penix and his work, please visit alecpenix.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.